This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gaze. We've made it to the end of the week, guys. I (laughs) have had, I mean, it's been like a whirlwind of a week, right? So last was, I mean, since I've talked to you guys last, I mean, I went to, I've done a bunch the past week, right? So I did go to Hannah Burner's comedy show. She was in Buffalo. So I went and saw her last week. Hilarious. Obviously, we know Hannah from Summer House, but she is, like, killing it in the comedy game. She's, like, huge on TikTok. And uh, I feel like she's getting, like, this wave of, uh, like, fandom and, like, fame that, like, she totally deserves. If you haven't seen her, definitely go check out her shows. She doesn't talk about Summer House, like, at all, but she is so hilarious I went and saw her last week. She had an amazing opener. It was like such a fun night out with my friends. And uh, it was just like such a good time. So if you guys get the chance, check it out. The girl is like always booked and busy. She is, she's like in a different city every single day, (laughs) every single day. Um, But it was a lot of fun. And her comedy is definitely like geared toward like the girls and the gays obviously right like if you're a giggler you know like that's who they do it for um but it's just very entertaining so i saw her on thursday night and then on friday i took a little trip to toronto with a friend of mine and went to see giggly squad giggly squad had a show in toronto and for me it's only two hours away So it was just like a quick drive, and we went for the night. The Gigglers showed the fuck up. There was probably, like, over 3,000 people. I believe they said it was, like, the largest show, like, that they've done, like, to date. And it was amazing. The vibes were, like, immaculate. The girls killed it. It was so much fun, like, meeting like you guys, like some of you guys who like were there um, that I got to talk to. It was just like, it was so much fun. And nothing is better than like when you're in a place like that and like you're hanging out with people who obviously have like the same interests as you. It was just such a vibe. If you get a chance, check out Giggly Squad. It's so funny. They throw on an amazing show. You can tell that the girls were like genuinely like, in shock at like the turnout obviously they know that they're good at their job but like three thousand people this is like the largest 
like venue that they've played and the crowd went wild and you can see it on their faces like when they walked out they were like in shock like they could not believe that like this was the turnout it was just so cool it was so much fun and that was like the craziest two days i had right so i feel like hannah's gonna put out a restraining order on me because i saw her on thursday and then saw giggly squad on friday but i'm just kidding she's the sweetest and her and Paige were amazing. Toronto was just like such a vibe. It was just so much fun. I'm looking forward to like some other stuff that's coming up. So like the guys are going on tour with pillows and beer. I saw them once in New York City. That was a blast. I'm going to catch a show on like their upcoming tour just because it's it's such a good time, right? And there's so much fun. And I also like am an avid listener of their podcast. So I listen to Giggly Squad and Pillows and Beer. So it's just something fun to do with your friends. If you can catch a show, if it's in a city near you or in your city, just definitely check it out. But that was that was my weekend. I spent it going to those two shows. And then last minute, last night, my boyfriend and I went to CV Nicks. That was a lot of fun. Um, uh, just overall, like, a good week. And now the weekend's here, right? So I don't have anything in store for the weekend the bills are in London. It's going to be, it's, I mean, I feel like everybody in Buffalo is in London right now. Like all of my friends are there. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm in Buffalo. So uh, I don't really have anything planned this for this weekend, but, but football, that's about it. Football on Sunday. Um, but we have some stuff to talk about guys and I'm excited to get into it. I want to talk to you guys about Roni. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Orange County season or the Orange County um, reunion part one. And guys, Bravo fed us this week. We literally, like in the past like week, week and a half, have gotten so much. We've gotten the Potomac trailer. We've gotten the Beverly Hills trailer. We've gotten the Miami trailer. We've gotten married to medicine trailer. There's like a couple things that happened like in the news. And it was just like when Bravo delivers, they really do. They go all out and they really, like I said, they fed us this week and it's amazing. So let's get into it. Let's start off with Roni. Real Housewives of New York City, I feel like it's coming, we're close, we're getting close to the end. I think there's maybe one or two episodes left before the reunion. And again, guys, the ladies delivered. It was a great episode. Like it was jam-packed with like some really good moments. And I loved that like the ladies are back from Anguilla. Thank God. It felt like they were there forever. But the ladies are back and they're getting back into like the New York city lifestyle. Right. So I love seeing that like Pavit and Jessel got together in the beginning and they had like a date night. Pavit like told Jessel that he was surprising her with a mini staycation. And uh, I mean, that's probably exactly what they need. I couldn't imagine like being them and like having to, balance like both of their like full-time careers as well as like these two crazy twins like for me like that is just I wouldn't be able to do it so they deserve all the date nights they deserve all the staycations 
I think Jessel said it best when she said, like, I carried these twins for nine months, so I should get, like, nine months PTL times two. And she deserves it, right? She definitely does. I had so much fun watching Bryn and Jenna at the gay bar that they went to. And let me tell you, Bryn is like the ultimate wing woman, right? She is just like down to flirt, have a good time. She is like all about that. She is there to help Jenna like pick up women. And I did find it interesting that Jenna Lyons being like this very like predominant person in her like career field is like shy when it comes to like maybe meeting someone like out at a bar. And she said, she's never like picked someone up. I guess like we all have our insecurities. Right. But it was just like, she comes off as like such like a powerful force. You would think that she would be like a little bit more dominant when it comes to that. But it was definitely very, very good to see the two ladies like at the, at the club trying to hook Jenna up with this gorgeous woman. I mean, Bryn did like an amazing job, like again, playing wing woman. She said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to give her your number. You're going to write it on her arm. You're going to walk away. She's going to like, she created this whole like New York city love story moment between the two of them. And I was here for it. And guys, you can tell like, this is obviously like Bryn's like personality. She is just very like, flirty and fun and that's just like how she is she's been like that the entire time i love to see it like it is just like refreshing some people i think maybe think that she takes it overboard and for me like i don't like i find it very entertaining and i find it hard that people would get offended by like that i mean maybe i don't find it hard people get offended by a lot lately so (laughs) maybe i don't but it was, it was just, like, a lot of fun to see. And obviously, we know that Brynn is, like, friendly and flirty. We saw her on Watch What Happens Live with Tyler Cameron. It was hilarious. The two of them killed it. Andy was loving every second of it. So I just love that that's the way that she is, like, in real life as she is. On, like, that's the way she is in real life as she is on television. At least that's what, I mean, I that's the way that, like, I think that she is. I haven't met her in person, so I have no idea. But hopefully I get to meet her. That's my... I'm looking forward to meeting her, hopefully, at BravoCon. So I'll report back on if that's exactly how she is. But it was just very... It was fun and refreshing to see them flirt. It was also very reminiscent for me of, like, when Carol and Heather went to the gay bar back on, like, their first or second season. It was, like... They were there to just drink and have a good time. And like, I don't know. That's just, it It made me feel good. But guys, from them going for drinks at the bar to then this double date with Aaron and Abe and Cy and I believe her husband's name is David. That dinner, that double date was wild. So, obviously, I believe they said that David and Abe know each other. And uh, 
Sai said it's like very hard to find like couple friends where you like both people like in the couple. So obviously like Sai likes Aaron and Abe and I the whole thing kind of just like they all like each other, right? So which I guess is true. Like if you're gonna hang out with another couple, you obviously want to like both of them and just not one more than the other. I know that in my life, like the people that my boyfriend and I are friends with, like the couples at least, like we we enjoy both of them. So I understand what she's saying. I loved that Aaron presented the question to the men when she said, if your wife didn't have sex for you for two years, what would you do? And instantly Abe was like, fuck other women. <laughs> like That was his first like thing that he said. Right. And David's response was the relationship would be over. Aaron was not happy with Abe's response, but she laughed it off. Like, I think she knew he was, like, trying to be funny. And, uh, and, and like, that's all that it was. And uh, it was just, like, interesting to hear, right? Because there are so many kind of, like, factors that go into maybe why they haven't had, like, an intimate moment in two years And we don't know everything that goes on behind closed doors, right? We just know what Jessel has said and the fact that, like, they're busy. They have, like, newborn twins. Well, they're not newborn. They're, like, toddlers now. But um, they're just, like, they don't have the time to do it. Or maybe she's just, like, insecure about her body after pregnancy. There's so many other factors that go into it. And so many people were, like, very upset at the fact that Abe's response was, like, I would just fuck another woman. And uh, I completely understand that. Totally get why people would be upset with that. I just don't know if he was saying it because that's what he would do or if he was saying it because he thought it was like a funny thing to say. You know what I mean? And uh, it gets a little, this is where it kind of like got me a little like, maybe a little bit more it got me thinking more as to like why he said that because we learned like in that conversation that Aaron and Abe have talked about like later on later like later on down the line they've talked about like potentially becoming swingers (laughs) I mean good for them like hey whatever like floats your boat like I'm not gonna yuck your yum like wave your freak flag if that's what you want to do then go for it. But it was it was very funny that, like, even Aaron said that, like, I don't want to be in a sexless marriage. And if that's the case, in about 10 years, then, like, bring in the gays, bring in the unicorns. Like, she is going to do, like, what she needs to do. And uh, it was just very, <laughs> it was just very funny. The whole swinger talk, like, makes me, I'm glad that they were open about it, right? Because, like, I'm sure so many people have these conversations, but I'm glad that they were open on national television talking about like that. Those are the conversations that they've had about like potentially where they could see the relationship going down the line. And uh, it was hilarious that Sai was like, are you trying to recruit us? Because we're not about that swinger lifestyle. (laughs) Like She's like, what's going on here? Because we ain't, we're not having it. We're not down for it. But it was, it was the, Dinner overall was freaking hilarious. And uh, 
I'm just like glad to learn that as a result of their staycation in New York, Jessel and Pavit like got their groove back. They did the deed. They solidified it. They're good to go. Jessel was on Watch What Happens Live. Andy asked her the last time her and Pavit had sex. She said Saturday. So they're good. They're back in business. They're doing their thing. So good for them. But I know a lot of people are looking at Abe a little sideways at his comment. And I don't blame them, guys. I don't blame them. But it was an interesting conversation, to say the least, right? I wonder how many other housewives have talked about becoming swingers with their husbands. That's an interesting question. Who do you think, what housewife couple do you think would be swingers? (laughs) You have to think, right? Like, it's had to have, like, come up in conversation with these people. I feel like so many of them potentially could. That's what I want to know. I want to know who you guys think, who do you guys think would be swingers? That's a, that's a good question. I'm interested to see your responses. I think that's going to be a hilarious conversation. But I did love that as Jessel and Pavit were getting ready for their staycation, that she was like modeling lingerie for him and she was like doing all these like sexy moves. And she was like, this is what Bryn like would probably have me do to you. And like, she's, (laughs) it was just so funny. Like she, she was ready. She was like ready to get back like on the horse. (laughs) Sorry. That just made me laugh. I didn't mean that like literally, but she was ready to get back out there. And Although some of the girls may not believe that they actually did the deed, let's just go with the fact that she said that they did, so they're back in business. Obviously, we learned like during the conversation that awkward lunch that Sai had with Jessel. Jessel had told her, like, I'm no longer a born-again version. Like, we did it. And Sai did not care. She like did not believe her whatsoever. She's like, there were no details or anything like that. Like maybe she just didn't want to give you details. Sigh. Like you guys aren't in the best space. So we get to this lunch that Sai and Jessel are having and they're meeting up because they're having this. Jessel wants to talk to her because they're like in an awkward spot because Jessel feels like the ladies are always kind of like, harping on her when she shares her parts of her life. And they think that like, she's trying to compare her life to theirs when that's not really the case. She is just trying to maybe relate to them on some level. So Jessel and Sai meet up for lunch guys, this scene threw me the fuck back because I, when I tell you I was dying laughing at Sai sitting there waiting for Jessel to arrive And all I had were flashbacks of Teddy Mellencamp sitting in that restaurant with a glass of wine, looking at her phone, and they're doing the timestamps as to how late Dorit was. And it was everything. It is so funny. So, uh, I mean, the girls meet up. She wasn't that late. According to Jessel, like, she was only, like, 15 minutes late because Cy initially was the one who was late. They were supposed to meet at 11 so, uh, Jessel said Sai got there at 11.28 and Jessel got there at like 
quarter to 12, so like 11.45. So she wasn't that, she wasn't as late as maybe Jessel made it seem. So they sit down, they're having their conversation. They're, Jessel wanted to get a drink and size like, I'm not drinking during the day. But like, girl, it's Friday. Like, have a cocktail. And I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, what do you got to do? I know you work. I know you have a job. I know you have a business. But have a glass of wine with your girlfriend. You know what I mean? So they get into talking about their, like, what's going on. She tells her about the staycation. Sai doesn't believe that, like, it happened. Um, and then... Uh, it goes into the conversation about Pavit going to Vietnam and size like, why is he going to Vietnam? And uh, Jessel tells her like he collects miles. So he's taking a flight to Vietnam for the miles while he's there. He gets a sandwich. He comes back. Sai's not buying it. She doesn't believe it. Like how often is he going to Vietnam? What is he going for? There's no way he's just going for miles. And this is like, it just, that's what seems like is going through her head. Let it be like you're trying to like dig up something that like seems like it's not even there. I've heard of people like going on trips just to collect the miles. So that isn't something that was like shocking to me or something that like I wouldn't initially believe I've heard it, but like I can see where they would maybe be concerned because Jessel and Pavit haven't been having sex for two years. Now all of a sudden he's going to Vietnam. Well, what's he going to Vietnam for? Is he going to Vietnam because he is like having an affair? Like, I don't, I can see where people would think that, but that's just not what I believe. So I just, I believe that he is just like banking his miles. So if he's there, why not get a sandwich? Right. (laughs) I don't know. It is. It's just all too much with these two. Everyone, I feel like, is harping on Jessel. And let me tell you this. I will say she has been my standout since episode one. I love Jessel. This is a Jessel Tank Stan account. She, in the beginning, I was like, you know, I think it was just episode one. I, I Although I did like every single one of the ladies. Episode one, I was like, okay, maybe she's going to be the one that, like, doesn't do it for me. Nope. Stand out from like the get go. I think episode two is like when I was like, Nope, she's it. Like love her so much. Although I do like all of the women. I think that like, I don't know. I want them. I want them all to come back. I think every housewife deserves at least two seasons to prove themselves. Um, And I love, I really do. I like each woman. I like each woman individually so but she's just my standout right i just like hope she doesn't disappoint like in upcoming seasons because that's how i felt about heather gay when heather gay was my standout season one of salt lake city and then she really disappointed me season two and three so jessel tank don't don't do me the way heather gay did because i really like you so the girls then get into talking jessel tells her like she feels that the girls are always harping on her because She's telling her life stories and they think that they're comparing it. They think that she is saying that to compare her stories to theirs. Again, like I said, I don't think that's the case. I think she's just trying to relate, but Sai was like, she, I think she just said like, I don't care. And then she was like, 
you could have just phoned me to tell me this. Like she didn't want to be at that lunch, which came off like kind of itchy to be honest. Like, I don't care. You like, Oh, you could have called me for that. Like, okay, girl. Well, like have lunch with your girlfriend and talk it out. Like she wanted to meet with you in person to talk about this. Like it just was, it wasn't like nice of Sai to even say that. So she abruptly like, and then she was like, well, you say that you don't bring up stories to compare yourself to us. But then at that lunch, Jessel brought up a story about her uncle that was an alcoholic who passed away from that. And she was saying that because she was trying to relate to size history with her mother. And Sai was like, you can't compare. It's like apples and oranges, their situations. But I don't think Jessel was trying to say they're the exact same story. I just don't, I don't, that's not the point I think she was trying to make. Regardless, it ended up with like Sai, like getting upset and like just, she's like, I gotta go. And then she's like, can we get the check? And Jessel was just like, no, I'll get it. Like, I'll cover it. If you got to go, you got to go. And Jessel booked it out of there. Or sorry, Sai like booked it out of the restaurant. She couldn't be bothered with that lunch. She didn't want to go to begin with. Like, but at, like you could have at least not ran out. Like, sit down and have a conversation with her. Like, that's the point of the show. You guys are trying to like come to a resolve for the issues that you have going on. And it just didn't seem, it just seemed like Sai couldn't be bothered with that. But I'm looking forward to next week. I uh, can't believe it's almost over. I like, I really can't. It's like, it's, it's the reboot. The new generation is season one is almost coming to an end. We got their reunion looks. I posted them on my Instagram what did you guys think about the New York City reunion looks? Did you like that Jenna wore jeans? I uh, I mean, I think they all looked cool. I think they all looked good. I died when someone on Instagram said that Bryn looked like Ruth, Ruth Bader Brinsburg in her dress with, like, the doily on it. That was hilarious. But who was your favorites? Drop it in the comments. I want to know who was your best dress, who was your worst dress. Let's talk about it. All right, guys, I just want to briefly touch on Salt Lake City, right? Because this, there were some hilarious moments in this episode. There was, and they were all brought to you by Mary M. Cosby. So as I've been saying week after week, she is delivering with like the one-liners from not wanting to sit next to the girls at the pool saying, don't talk to me like that, to not wanting to get off the sprinter van saying, flag me down if you think I should come. And then she has the sprinter van take her to McDonald's to asking Lisa Barlow if she has a mute button. And Lisa says, no, she's always on play. Everything. Mary Cosby is just delivering. So there were some moments this week that I just wanted to highlight that she said. First of all, she showed up looked like she, looking like she was wearing a quilt to that opera no ski party. And she was coming for the girls. She was like dogging Heather on her outfit choice. And she was like, Heather, what made you wear that necklace? And Heather's defending herself. She says, I think that it like, it brings out the color of the champagne in the jacket. And I had the matching earrings. 
And I like it. I stand by it. And Mary's like, you do? <laughs> what you do? Like, she was like, are you sure about that? Because in Mary's eyes, she's like, that ain't it. Like, that is not the look. She was dogging people. She even said something to Monica. You guys know I love my girl, Monica Garcia. She said to Monica, you're such a pretty girl. But all I see you do is eat. Are you always eating? <laughs> like, do you eat vegetables? Every time I see you, you're eating. It was hilarious, guys. It was so funny. And she just like, she does not give a fuck. She is just going to say what comes to her mind. And that's it. <laughs> you gotta love it, guys. So many people are like, she's so rude. Like, she needs to be gone from the show. Why is she even there? Guys, you want to know why she's there? Because she provides moments like this that are hilarious and has everybody laughing. And if you don't find it funny, and if you think that it's rude, yes, maybe it's a little rude, but it is hilarious. It's reality television. What do you expect? It is funny. Like, laugh. Ha ha. Funny. In the in the words of Teresa Judice. There was... I mean, there was just like some good moments from her on this episode, and she really did have me crying. There were also some fights that happened in Salt Lake City this episode. There was the fight between Lisa and Monica, and Lisa is still upset that Monica called her materialistic. And she's like, girl, you're materialistic too. Like, it is like people like people just like what they like. And it wasn't like any different than the fight that they had last week about the $60,000 ring, right? The fight just carried over. But Lisa was, like, getting into Monica's face a little bit with, like, her fingers. She's, like, talking to her. And Monica was like, don't get in my face. Get your fingers out of my face. And she's, like, throwing the fingers. And, like, she's like, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do it 10 times harder back at you. And that's never good, guys, because that always results in some type of, like, physical altercation. And... That is the last thing that we need from the ladies of Salt Lake City is to get into a fight. I feel like that, I feel like they would go to, I feel like in Utah, their laws are so weird that like they would probably go to jail. <laughs> like, it's just, it's too much. So she's calling, have Lisa's there saying she's not materialistic. Monica's like, okay, girl, but yes, you are. They're going back and forth about it. Like that is just something that. I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they'll get over. I mean, it seems like they got over it towards the end, but I feel like Monica just thinks that that's the kind of person that Lisa is, and there's nothing wrong with Lisa being materialistic. She said she's worked hard. She likes nice things, and she said if and she she said if people she said something along the lines of I work hard because I have. I work hard for money and that's why I buy nice, nice things. And something about like, if she didn't shop at Dolce and Gabbana, like who would, or something along those lines, you guys know what I'm saying? Like Dolce and Gabbana would have no customers if it weren't for people like Lisa to buy their stuff because they're materialistic. That is what I was trying to say. God, that took me a second. I like couldn't get my words in. I couldn't get my words straight, but Guys, I don't know if there will be. I think we're just going to see these two like go at it the rest of the season. But it is what it is. 
a fight is about to start because it was a to be continued. And Whitney and Monica sat down Angie K and said that Meredith has been saying that she knows stuff about Angie K's husband. And she's saying that Angie K's husband is like on the down low out in the streets with other guys. And that's not cool to say guys, right? Like, Here's where I'm going to go with this, because I feel like it is a touchy topic, right? It wasn't said on camera by Meredith that she's heard that Angie K's husband sleeps around with other men. That's She didn't say that on camera. She said, let me talk about the husband, <laughs> like while she was drunk. She didn't allude to anything that was, on, like, it wasn't brought up on camera. She just said, do you want me to talk about the husband? You don't want me to go there with husband. And I don't, and people are like quick to say like, oh my God, Meredith is like outing someone on television. That's not cool. All this stuff. It wasn't Meredith that said anything about it on camera. I believe what happened was she probably, if she said something, right? Because we haven't seen the episode yet. If anything was said, she probably said it to one of the ladies, like, gossiping with one of her girlfriends. But it was Whitney and Monica that brought it to Angie K and actually said it on camera. They're the ones that said, Meredith said that your husband is sleeping around with other men and that his boyfriends are in the streets, like, saying that he needs to be more careful because, like, he's not. So let's not run and blame Meredith because she didn't say it on camera yet. Let's not even run and like blame Whitney and blame Monica for it because we don't know the full extent of the story yet. Guys, it's just like, it's a rumor. I like nobody knows what it is, but it it isn't cool to out someone. It's not even outing someone guys. I don't even, he's not gay. He's married with two kids. This is just a stupid rumor that the girls probably heard in the streets, but I can't wait to see how it goes. What's going to happen next week, because you see before they hit the to be continued that it is Angie K ready to go up to Meredith. And we've seen Angie K already. She pops off and I don't think she's going to go this. She's not going to go light on this one because you don't fuck with her family. Like she is all about her daughter, her husband, all of that wasn't cool to even be said like, if you're going to say something else, maybe, like, find something else to bring up about her husband. You could have said he was bad. His business is bad. But, like, why do you got to go around telling people that he's fucking other dudes in the streets of Salt Lake City? That's not cool. But I can't wait, guys. A to be continued. I love a to be continued. As soon as that sneak peek is up, you know I'm going to post it. So you guys won't have to wait until next week to see the beginning. If I'll... I'll make sure I get it out there for you guys. But what are you thinking so far about Salt Lake City? The drama, I think, is amazing. I think it's such a good season so far. The ladies are killing it. It's so good. And we have probably so much more. There's so much more to come. I can't wait. We'll talk about it again next week. All right, guys. We got the... Part one of the Orange County reunion. Only going to hit on maybe like two things for this that really like kind of caught my eye. First and foremost, I'm still so obsessed with the set that they did. It was so cool. 
I think that they need to start like doing that in more cities. And it doesn't even have to be like a scene from like the city that they're in, but like just that, like you feel like you're immersed in Orange County. Like I think half the girls thought they were actually at the beach. <laughs> like it was so funny. At one point, Emily was like, is that a real person over there? Or is this like a video? They thought it was like live from the beach. It wasn't. It was just a video replay, but it was actually really cool. Um, I think the ladies did a great job for reunion part one. I mean, they really got into it from the get go. Um, there was a lot of talk about Jen and Ryan and the ladies were talking about actually, you know what? No, all of the ladies pretty much had Jen's back in regards to her relationship with Ryan, except for obviously Taylor or no, I'm sorry, not Taylor, uh, Tamara and Shannon. Tamara had a lot to say. And I mean, are you surprised? That's like literally all she talked about all season was Jen and Ryan. But I understand she's upset because Jen is her friend. She thinks that she can do better. But they kind of really like went at her over this. Like, I think she said since the beginning, like she's going to be, she's, this is her relationship. She's going to stay in it. Like this is like who she thinks is her person, all that stuff. But they really did like, and I understand this part. They came for Jen because she wasn't getting her story straight, right? With the whole dick pic thing. That was like really a big chunk of it. Like is the fact that like her stories just weren't adding up. She said that Ryan took the dick pic and sent it while they were on a plane. And he sent it on Snapchat to a few select people on accident. And then she went and said, they're like, oh, it happened while they were at home and she was sick in bed. If you're going to lie, at least make sure your lie is consistent because now here you are getting caught. So I think what happened was she was just really trying to like say that like it happened. And so she's still going to stick by her man, but she got her stories confused and, and it made her look bad. It really did. Even though I know what she's saying and that she's going to stick by her man, it's still she she kind of fucked up with the lies. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna lie about that. That wasn't it. Um, but in the end, I think what really was said was just the fact that like they all just want her to be happy, and uh, none of them think Ryan's the guy for her. But guys, you're not the one in the relationship, so she's gonna have to figure it out for herself. And just like you don't have to like Ryan in order to be friends with Jen, like. Yeah, it'll suck if, like, you guys don't include them on couples things, but, like, you can still hang out with her. Like, I don't know, guys. It's probably an unpopular opinion, but I don't mind Ryan. I, I kind of like the guy. I don't like his jean jacket with the paint on it, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of like him. Don't at me. Don't, like, I, I'm not saying he's the best house husband. I'm just saying I don't mind him. But... Another amazing moment from the Orange County reunion was Gina. Gina did not hold back when it came to Shannon Bedore. She really, like, let her have it, and rightfully so, right? So, guys, prior to... So, this reunion was filmed 10 days before Shannon got her DUI. And you gotta love, you have to love production and the editors because they did a black screen with the white lighting that said this reunion was filmed 10 days prior to Shannon's DUI arrest. And then they really get into it. 
um, not into the DUI arrest. They, the conversation between Gina and Shannon about how Shannon like weaponizes the fact that she gave Gina this phone number four and a half years ago. Um, anytime that something pops up with her and Gina, I will tell you this, Gina killed it on this part one reunion, like top tier. She did a great job. And there was a moment in the reunion where she said that the way that Shannon has treated her and talked about her kids, that like it really has like made her think like if she can even continue to do this, come back, come back, Gina. I love Gina and Emily on the show. I don't want to see her go. I think she's very relatable and she is fun. I want to see more like with her family and the growth of her relationship with Travis. And uh, I just like, I hope that like this doesn't really like cause her to not come back to the show because I think she's good on it. I will say this. Shannon takes really like zero accountability for like the way that she was with Gina I loved when Gina said, what are my kids' names? And she goes, Sienna, and uh, uh, I'm blanking. And Gina was like, don't talk about my fucking kids. Like, don't talk about my kids. Like, you can't say that, like, CPS is about to be called, but then you don't even know Gina like that to even, like, say that. You don't know the names of her children. Like, you're talking out of your ass. And it's because she's drunk. She was drunk when she made that comment. And I think we all know Shannon has like a not so good relationship with alcohol. I mean, obviously we all know, right? Like look what just happened a couple of weeks ago. But I think she I think she held her own in that moment. And I think she did really well. Um there, I think Shannon knows now, like, don't fuck with Gina. What I didn't like was when Shannon said, Gina, I don't like you. Like, damn, girl. Okay, like, what? Oh, I thought you guys just maybe had like a little bit of like a small tiffs going on. And that was a full out, like, I don't like you. Which is odd because her and Gina were friends prior to like all of this going on. I don't know. The ladies from the OC are, they're, they're, they're something, let me tell you that. But I think we only have one other part left in the reunion. I think we're only getting two parts. We saw Taylor. Um, She looked great. I mean, they did a reference to like her drunk interview she did with the paparazzi. She said she was just being playful with them, like because she's known them for so long. Um, There were some moments between Heather and Emily in regards to their friendship and them each talking about their respected careers Nothing really, like, the moments that popped out for me most, though, were the stuff that happened with Jen and then the moment between Gina and Shannon. I'm excited for part two. We'll talk about it again next week, and then we'll see where we go from here. All right, guys. We've got some hot topics to talk about. Are you ready? Now, last week, the... Real Housewives of Potomac trailer dropped. The I don't know if it was the same day that it dropped or the next day it was revealed that Mia and G are separating. After 11 or 12 years of marriage, um, they've decided to part ways. I mean, I'm not really surprised. Are you? I don't <laughs> feel bad, but can't say I didn't see that one coming. Um, 
didn't really get into specifics about like why they're separating. I think she just said that like she's working on like their family. Obviously they have the kids. Um, but they're, they're no longer together, which I mean, you kind of probably saw like in the promo for the season, but I mean, I like Mia wishing them nothing but the best, but I just, I'm not surprised if that happened. And, uh, Another hot topic that we got, guys. It was it was just released in, I believe it was like a couple days ago on the Messenger. Erica Jane is getting a couple episode kind of spinoff in regards to her Vegas residency. So it's gonna air in 2024. It's gonna be a couple episodes, kind of. Um, regarding like the lead up to the residency. So rehearsals, all of that stuff up until opening night. That would be interesting to see. I mean, it's not going to be a full spinoff. It's going to be only a few episodes. So what did um, Karen have, Karen Huger, when she went back to Surrey County for the family reunion, two episodes? This might be something similar to that. But people are outraged. It is what it is. It's already happening, guys. Can't be mad at it, so just watch it, I guess. <laughs> like, but, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Why not? I mean, she's trying to, like, get her groove back and work and all that stuff. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I Listen, I even kind of want to go see her Vegas residency. I've seen some TikToks about it, and it kind of looks like it's, like it would be fun. So aside from... Erica getting her couple episodes spinoff. Um, guys, do you remember when I posted the video of the potential Bravo Liberty from Vanderpump Rules on the masked singer Diver? Well, drum roll, please. Everybody was correct. Diver was revealed to be Tom Sandoval. He got eliminated the other night on The Masked Singer. I believe it was episode two. He only made it to the second episode, but he was eliminated. And uh, funny enough, it was like aired the day after Ariana's Dancing with the Stars. So, so well, well, he's not, he's no longer going to be on it. But um, he made like a statement about how he felt like it was good for him to like get back out there. And he was like protected performing like underneath the mask and like all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. But everybody was right. The clues guys, the clues gave it away in like the promo. Like, of course, like, of course he's only going to make it to episode two. Everybody figured it out in the, before the show even aired. But I mean, I guess it is what it is, but it was, everybody was right. So I'm actually, that's a win for the Bravo fans. Um, guys, there is more drama in Atlanta with Kim and Croy. There was just audio obtained by TMZ in regards to a 911 call that Kim made the other day because Croy took both of her cell phones and locked himself in the primary bedroom. So I listened to the recording. And Kim had just said that 
Corey locked himself in Corey locked himself in the primary suite, locking her out. He had both of her cell phones. She said she didn't feel safe in the home and uh, that she was calling from their landline. They only had one phone in the home and that's the phone line to their gate. So she called the cops from that phone. She said she had two phones because last November, Croy did the same thing where he took her phone. So she went and got another one so she could have communication. And uh, this is just like a fucking mess. Like she's saying she doesn't feel safe and he's he does this all the time and locks himself in the room. Then why do you keep saying that you don't want to get divorced if you're calling the cops every two fucking seconds? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, just divorce him. Like, what are you doing? And she, there was a moment on the recording where she, like, told Croy, like, you better come out and give me my phones because I called the cops and they're on their way. And it was only like a two minute recording. It was like nothing crazy, but like, girl, leave the house. Like, didn't they already court mandate you to sleep like in like the maids section of the home? I think that's exactly what it was, to be honest. Her and Brielle got to like share a car now. They're really struggling over there. But I don't understand why all of these phone calls and like police reportings are being made when you won't leave. You won't divorce the man. Like, divorce the guy, and then you won't have to deal with this anymore because you both are looking fucking nuts with all, every, every other day in TMZ with all this shit. It's crazy. But, I mean, the, she said that the kids were there, but they were asleep, so, like, they weren't aware of what was going on. I just hope the two of them figure their shit out because it is very, very annoying to be honest. And it's not even like entertaining. Like it would be one thing if it was like once every so often. And it was like, Oh my God, guys, like this is so juicy. Like, look what's going on now. It's just like, again, like shocker. Like nobody's shocked. You know what I mean? Figure it out guys. Guys, Bravo. Again, like I said, in the beginning of this episode, they served us with more trailers we got the Beverly Hills season 13 trailer and it was freaking good. So it started off obviously with the headlines in regards to Mauricio and Kyle and their split. And it was guys, it was so good. So there was um, a moment that said, in the beginning of the trailer where um, Kyle was talking to Erica and she said, like, even strangers are saying, like, you made us believe it. You made us believe in true love and, like, now it's over. And I don't think... I think that that is the case, right? Because nobody ever thought that there would ever be trouble with Kyle and Mauricio. Although there were rumors swirling, nothing ever came to light. So... I understand where she's saying that people are saying that because like, I even was like, Oh my God, they're like the perfect couple. Like they're so in love and like they've been together for 20 plus years and like this beautiful family, so much success. How could anything go wrong with them? So for her to be in the public eye and then to be going through this, I can see where like she could feel the weight of all of that come down because 
it's not as picture perfect as everybody thought. So I can't wait to get into the depths of what's going on with them. I did um, love, there was a moment where Sutton in her Southern voice said, every time I go online, I'm seeing something about someone cheating in the news. (laughs) Just the way she said it. Um, There was a moment where someone had told Kyle, like, oh my God, she got her initial tats. She got your initial tattooed on her, meaning that Morgan got Kyle's initial tattooed on her. Um, It's a lot. It's a lot of speculation in regards to Kyle and Mauricio's marriage. And we saw Denise Richards. We saw Camille Grammer. We saw Cynthia Bailey. There is drama between the new girl and Crystal. They were going at it a little bit. There's drama between Erica and Denise. And who knows what that is? I believe Erica said, like, um, did you know it's only $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? Which, like, girl, people on the internet are saying, like, you shouldn't be talking. Your tickets for your Vegas residency are only $7. So, (laughs) which is hilarious. It's so funny. That's like, she was never going to see that coming, right? So in the moment, there's no way she would know. But Obviously, Denise is there. Um, uh, We see Morgan. Morgan Wade is going to be on the season. I don't know how much what her involvement is. Um, But there was a moment where Mauricio said, I'm just glad it's you that's having the affair this time. For once, it's not me. And no, he said, I'm just glad it's you out there having an affair. And Kyle said, for once, it's me. Meaning that there were so many rumors about Mauricio having affairs in the past. Obviously, we saw moments where Brandy Glanville was going to bring the magazines because Lisa Vanderpump told her to that had stories about Mauricio's affair. And there were always like rumors and rumblings about him having cheated, but nothing ever came to light of it. So I think in that moment, the two of them were just joking. He's like, oh, haha, like you're the one this time. And she's like, yep, it's me. So we don't know the depths of what's going on between them. And I'm not going to speculate because I am going to wait to let it play out on the show. I just thought it was good. I will tell you this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle the conversation between Mauricio and Kyle and the kids. Because at the end of that trailer, there was a moment where they sit the girls down to talk about how they will always be like a family unit and all of this. And I just love that family so much. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle the conversation because I don't want to see the Umansky family split, right? I need Kyle and Mauricio to figure their stuff out and stay together, move forward, keep doing what they were doing. I'm excited for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And guys, it is coming back quick. It is like, they it's premiering this month and it is going to be back on... When does it come back? It is Beverly Hills. October 25th at 8 p.m. So we are only a couple couple weeks away. So you better believe we're going to talk about it, guys. Our diamonds are back. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Beverly Hills is always a good one for me. I can't wait to talk about more of it with you guys. So make sure that you're watching so you can join the conversation. We also got the Real Housewives of Miami trailer. Guys, did not disappoint. Real Housewives of Miami is a top-tier franchise. This trailer was everything from beginning to end. And 
I love that they started it off with like them in the church and Alexia saying the prayer in Spanish. And it was just, it gave me the chills because it was, it is so good. There is drama going on between again, Marisol and um, Adriana. There's drama between Larsa and Gertie. There's drama between Dr. Nicole and like Alexia. And there's like, all this drama, we're going to hear about um, Gertie's cancer, um, her cancer struggle that she went through, and her whole story regarding that. I'm very, very interested to see what, what comes of that. There's obviously a moment where Dr. Nicole sits down with her dad, and he says he wants to have another kid, and she's looking at him sideways because he wasn't even there for her. So we're also, we're also going to see Lisa shopping for a new home, um, we're going to see Alexia having to move out of her home because apparently her and her husband Todd are having like financial issues. And we're going to see Marcus and Larsa and there's just so much. And I've gotten so many DMS from people that are saying like, I've never watched Miami. Like where should I start? So that way I can like be ready for the new season. I will tell you this, every single franchise of every show I will always tell you to start watching from season one. With Miami, you don't need to start watching from season one. You can start watching from a couple seasons ago when they revamped it and brought it back to Peacock. Also, Real Housewives of Miami is not going to be aired on Peacock. It's going to be now it was moved back to Bravo and it will be aired on Bravo and then released the next day on Peacock. And the ladies are returning November 1st at 9 p.m., I want to say. I have to double-check the time. But it is Wednesday, November 1st. They're going to deliver. You are not going to be disappointed. They kill it, guys, every time. I So many people are like, thank God. Like Their production company, they know what the hell they're doing. The trailer, guys the trailer, the cast photos for these new shows that are coming out. Bravo is killing it. The Beverly Hills cast photo was amazing. So was the Potomac. So was um, Miami. Married to Medicine, guys, their trailer just dropped. I am not going to have a chance to recap it right now, but it is on my Instagram page. So make sure you go there and check that out. Married to Medicine is coming back on Sunday. November 5th. So keep an eye out for that. Guys, literally, I'm full from how much Bravo fed us. And it is just going to keep on coming. So we, there's still so much I feel like I didn't even get to talk to. We've come to the end of our road. We've had a great conversation. Guys, keep an eye out because I know I haven't been talking about Southern Charm. And I told you guys this before. I'm doing pop-up episodes for Southern Charm because I record this podcast on Thursdays before the new episode comes out. So I will release a podcast for you guys over the weekend um, in regards to Southern Charm. But we've we've come to the end of our road, guys. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. Make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the good stuff, share everything with your friends, I just like have them come join the party and until next week, go Bills.
Media Production.